This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, July 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's satellites. Warehouse labor bill advances. Biden plans agribusiness crackdown. And judge urged to halt debt relief prep. Labor bill targeting Amazon warehouses raises ag concerns. A Senate Labor Committee has advanced a measure that takes aim at large warehouses for Amazon, Walmart, and other major e-commerce companies. Ag groups have argued it would also impact food processing facilities with more than 100 employees. Assembly Bill 701 would require employers to disclose performance metrics to employees and add protections from employer retaliation over those metrics. It would also charge Cal-OSHA with developing new regulations restricting the use of performance metrics. Proponents argued this would cut down on repetitive motion injuries. A coalition of employers has argued the bill would lead to costly litigation and drive up warehouse costs, which would be passed on to consumers. Future of Agriculture Center Considered A new budget trailer bill in print this week would allocate $10 million for two agriculture and policy centers at UC Merced. The Center for the Future of Agriculture is tied to a proposal the Newsom administration included in the May revision of the budget. That proposal had included $30 million for a Fresno Merced Future of Food Innovation Initiative. According to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, The idea evolved from the Fresno Drive initiative, which gathered hundreds of stakeholders to identify priorities for diversifying and strengthening the economy in the Central Valley. Biden plan lacking some details. USDA will be taking some action to curb the market power of equipment manufacturers and other agribusiness giants. But it's not clear yet what kind of teeth there will be in what USDA does. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced yesterday that President Joe Biden would be signing an executive order directing USDA to address issues such as the availability of farmers to repair their high-tech equipment. But she provided few details. Keep in mind... Critics of industry practices say concerns over software and code prevent farmers from doing their own repairs or utilizing third-party mechanics. An official with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, Stephanie C., said member companies, quote, support a farmer's right to repair his or her own equipment. Our industry provides diagnostic guides, service manuals, and other tools and information for repairs and maintenance. White farmers stop USDA work on debt relief. White farmers suing USDA in Texas over its debt relief program for minority producers are objecting to some of the preparatory work USDA is continuing despite a preliminary injunction. The plaintiffs and USDA filed papers before U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor following his July 1 order halting payments under the program and action already taken by judges in Wisconsin and Florida. On Monday, the plaintiff said O'Connor's order barred USDA from discriminating on account of race or ethnicity in administering the program. That includes, the plaintiffs argued, sending letters to eligible borrowers. 
The court's order is not concerned with whether the defendants are forgiving a loan as opposed to taking some mere preparatory steps in that direction, the plaintiff said. It is concerned with whether the defendants are discriminating against the class members on account of their race or ethnicity. USDA making key change on cover crops. From now on, farmers will be able to hay and graze the cover crops they've planted on prevent plant acres without waiting until November. Under the old policy, farmers who grazed or cut cover crops before November 1 would get only 65% of their prevent plant payment. USDA's Risk Management Agency is making a change for 2021 that will become permanent through a regulatory modification. RMA has decided that farmers seed cover crops on prevent plant acres primarily for conservation purposes, not to get a second crop, and thus there should be no cut to their PP payments, acting RMA Administrator Richard Flournoy told AgriPulse. Senator John Thune of South Dakota welcoming the rule change. Thune said this will help level the playing field for producers in northern states like South Dakota. USTR raises dairy dispute with Canada's trade minister. U.S. complaints about Canada's compliance with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement on dairy imports was a topic of discussion when U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met Tuesday with Canadian Trade Minister Mary Ng, that according to a statement by Tai's office. Canada agreed under USMCA to increase access to its market for milk, cheese, cream, skim milk powder, butter, ice cream, and whey by establishing new quotas. Tide left later in the day for Mexico City, where she'll sit down with the Mexican Economy Secretary Tatiana Clotier and Ng for more USMCA discussions. EPA changes mind, bars use of fertilizer byproduct. EPA is withdrawing in an October decision allowing the use of phosphogypsum in government road construction, saying the Trump administration's action was premature. A request made by the Fertilizer Institute didn't contain all of the information required, the agency said, at a Federal Register notice being published today. In a letter to TFI CEO Corey Rosenbush, EPA specifically cited a lack of information on exactly where and how much phosphogypsum would be used. The announcement approving the random emitting byproduct of phosphate production was made by previous EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. EPA said then that TFI analysis, quote, demonstrate that the proposed use of phosphogypsum in road construction was as safe as putting the stuff in stacks. There are more than 60 stacks of phosphogypsum in 13 different states, mostly in the southeast, according to EPA. Here's today's He Said It. We don't have a vaccination for wildfires. That Michael Miller, Director of Government Relations for California Association of Wine Grape Growers. Miller sharing his support for AB 73, which would grant ag workers access to the state's N95 stockpile to protect them from wildfire smoke, a health hazard that will long outlive the pandemic. You can read more on AB 73 in this week's AgriPulse West newsletter coming later this morning. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, July 7th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Daly.